0: This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China.
1: Welcome back to the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui-Fong, heroines of Nanking. Today, after a trip to the Japanese embassy, Votron describes a capital city in ruins. Meanwhile, Sen recounts Minnie's tireless struggle to keep Japanese barbarism at bay. Tuesday, December 21st, from the diary of Minnie Votrin.
0: The days seem interminable, and each morning you wonder how you can live through the day, 12 hours. After breakfast, we collected facts about the harm done by our guard of last night, two women raped. But we realized that those facts must be handled with care and tact, or we will incur the hatred of soldiers, and that may be worse for us than the trouble we have at present. Mary and Mrs. Sen are trying to teach the women to stand in line for rice and perhaps they will teach them in time, if they are patient. We never have enough rice for them and some people take more than they need. At 11, Mr. Wang and I went over to the embassy to make arrangements for a car to take us to the Japanese embassy in the afternoon. At 1.30, I went with Mr. Atchison's cook and embassy car over to street west of us. He had heard that his old father was killed and was anxious to see. We found the man lying in the middle of the road. They took his body over to the bamboo grove and there covered it with matting. The old man had refused to go to the embassy for protection, saying he was sure nothing would harm him. When we went to the Japanese Embassy at 2 p.m., the consul was not in, so we arranged to call again at 4 p.m. Fortunately, as we were going out of gate, we met the consul's car and went back for interview. We told him we were very sorry we could not furnish charcoal, tea, and cakes for such a large group, and wondered if we might have just two military police for night duty and one for day. He was wise enough to understand that all was not well on our campus. All foreigners in the city this afternoon sent in a petition pleading that peace be restored in Nanking for the sake of the 200,000 Chinese here as well as for the Japanese Army's good. I did not go with the group, having just been there. After leaving the Japanese embassy, again, went with our embassy servant to the home of Mr. Jenkins at Sanpai Lu. Although his house had been protected by an American flag, Japanese proclamation, and special telegram to Tokyo, it was thoroughly looted. In the garage, found his trusted servant dead, having been shot. He had refused to leave his master's house for the shelter of the embassy. Those of you who have lived in Nanking can never imagine how the streets look, the saddest sight I ever hoped to see. Buses and cars upset in street, dead bodies here and there, with faces already black, discarded soldiers' clothing everywhere, every house and shop looted and smashed if not burned. In the safety zone, the streets are crowded. Outside, you seldom see anyone but Japanese. Because it is not safe for any car with any flag to go on the streets without a foreigner inside, I took the embassy car back to the embassy. Walking home with Mr. Wang and Lao Xiao, I would hesitate to go out alone. A man came up to us in great distress asking us if we could do anything for him. His wife had just gone home from Jin Ling, only to have her home entered by three soldiers. Her husband was forced to leave and she was left in the hands of those three soldiers. Tonight we must have six or seven thousand, nine or ten thousand refugees on our campus. The handful of us who are managing are worn out. How long can we stand this strain we do not know. Great fires are now lighting the sky to the northeast, east, and southeast. Each night these fires light the sky, and by day clouds of smoke make us know that the work of looting and destruction still continues. The fruits of war are death and desolation. We have absolutely no contact with the outside world, know nothing of what is happening, and can send out no messages. While watching at the gate tonight, the gate man said, that each day seemed like a year, and life had lost all meaning, which is true. And the sad thing is, we see no future. The once energetic, hopeful capital is now almost an empty shell, pitiful, heartrending. Have not yet been able to send out a radiogram that I worded days ago.
1: the same day as reported by Sen Shui-Fan.
2: The Japanese soldiers dispatched here last night were for protection in name only. They came to change shift. Voltron thought that the officer was so nice to send people to protect us. In fact, he's resentful of losing face. Because no matter how we receive girls from outside, The soldiers still come to take them away, day and night. I told Voltron, you should not forget that we're their enemies. You should not believe their sweet words. What they say is not what they really believe in their hearts. Now the Westerners all see every inhuman deed and empty sweet word which the Japanese engaged in. Sometimes, when Voltron went to Japanese consulate to report their troops' bad deeds, I said to her that the more you report, the more harm they would do. Fortunately, there are still two Germans here. Not adequate to have only Americans. Now the several Americans are also helpless, deadly tired too. But, on the other hand, if there were not several Americans here, The Chinese would only face a death road. This morning, Voltron went to South Hill to get some small things. I fear most that if Voltron encounters bad soldiers and is stabbed to death, it would be disastrous. I said to Voltron what President Wu had said. Things are not important, but people are. One time, I did not see this for a couple of days. I saw her aging a lot. Every time when going to the South Hill, although she claims that she's not scared, she is. At first, she dare not go inside, and then after slowly saying hello several times, she goes in. Yet some of the soldiers are a little bit fearful of her; they leave when they see her. Some are not afraid, and take her things away. And pay no attention to her when Voltron says you cannot take these things. Sometimes she gets things back from their hands. Twice when Voltron went to South Hill Japanese soldiers had already taken things away because sometimes Voltron is at the front gate and it is quite a distance for her to get to the South Hill in time. Her days are simply unbearable. Sometimes at mealtime, the Japanese soldiers came and everybody left. But Voltron had to face them. They come several times a day, and we have no idea what they will do. It really makes people tremble. Last night, again, two soldiers came and raped two girls on the ground. It is really heartrending. In the past, I heard people say, that the Japanese soldiers were inhuman. Now, it has indeed become a reality.
1: The next day from Minnie's Diary.
0: There is a great deal of machine gun and rifle firing this morning. Is it merely practice or are more innocent people being shot? My strength has suddenly come to an end and I feel utterly exhausted from the terrific strain and sadness of these days. Save for an interview this morning with the Japanese embassy police official, and this morning with Mr. Fukudu, military attache, and this evening with the head of our guard for the night, I've done nothing have tried to get as much rest as possible during the day. It is such a blessing to have Mary here to help and Big Wang. Mrs. Sen is very wise in all her advice and is invaluable. She too is terribly tired. Today we are serving rice to the refugees simply because it has become unmanageable. We are taking time to reorganize our system, sewing on each person too poor to buy a red tag and they will be served first, hereafter. Also have prepared tickets for those who do not get rice each day. It always runs out before we get around, so that they will come first on the next serving. I dare not estimate how many we have on the campus, some think about 10,000. The science building which has two rooms, the hall and attic open, has about 1,000 in it, so the arts building must have 2,000. They say the attic alone of that building has almost 1,000. On the covered ways at night, there must be 1,000. Mr. Fitch came over tonight and asked us if we would like Hui Wen opened for our overflow, and we said we certainly would. Mr. Forster of the American church mission came in the afternoon and told this sad story. The Japanese embassy wanted the electric light plant repaired so that lights could be turned on. Mr. Raba, therefore, got 50 employees together and took them down to the plant. This afternoon, 43 were shot by soldiers, saying they were the employees of the Chinese government. Mr. Forster also wanted to know if we could have an English Christmas service here on Sunday. Mary and I are inclined to think it is not wise for all foreigners to get together for fear we might attract too much attention. A guard of 25 soldiers has been furnished us each night. The first night we had them, we had several unfortunate incidents, but last night all was well, and the night was peaceful. Tonight, we tactfully suggested that the same method be used tonight as last night. They guard on the outside, we on the inside. People say conditions are somewhat better in the city. Certainly, there are fewer fires, although there are still some. We still have no contact with the outside world.
1: Wednesday, December 22nd from the diary of Sen Shui-Fan.
2: These two days at the front, there are soldiers to guard the gate. The number of soldiers coming in decreased a little. Last night, a soldier came in. Seeing the walkways inside number 300 building were fully occupied with sleeping people and no room for him to step in, he left. All the hallways in each building are filled with sleeping people and it's a good thing that they are impassable. The Germans and the Americans asked the Japanese authorities to protect people. Now it has been almost 10 days. They promised to protect people the day after tomorrow and then said the 37th division would come and so would Chu Yuan. They also demanded people register. I do not know what kind of tricks they are playing. More than 9,000 people live here on campus. Can you imagine how crowded it is? Luckily, it is winter. If it were spring, the stink would be unbearable. The Americans requested the Japanese consul to telegram Shanghai for more manpower to help here. They refused. They deliberately did so. The German consul at Chaguan is not allowed to enter the city. Naturally, he stays on the ship. He, the Japanese consul, wants neither the third country, Germany, to see their immoral deeds, nor people to see the corpses lying on the roads. Some of the roads, people can only see dead bodies, but not the roads. The Japanese simply treat the Chinese people not as human beings. The Japanese troops have taken away a lot of good things. Those things which they do not want are grabbed by the civilians, who took doors, flooring to make fires. In some places, the Japanese asked them to take things and then took pictures, which were sent to other nationalities to view. It proves that Not they, but the civilians were looting. Our civilians have no idea about the Japanese motives. Mr. Bates talked about celebrating Christmas. I responded to celebrate the holiday in hell. He thought the same way. Really live in hell. Every day there are women given birth. I just cannot handle it and makes my body and mind uneasy, so I asked them to seek midwife's care. Too many births. My spirit is frustrated and body exhausted, so I'm in no mood to care for so many of them. I have not taken the bath for two weeks. First, I was too busy. Second, I dare not take a bath during the day for fear that soldiers might enter into the bathroom. They go everywhere once they get inside. Third, there's no light at night. During the first several days, we had light at mealtime, and then we dare not have light. If seen lights, they, the soldiers, would come because there's no electric lights outside the campus, all broken. Only here has electric lights. Several times, Japanese soldiers came to attack our electric lights building, but they had no idea where our electric light came from. Sometimes we even dare not to light candles. It is peach black.
1: Thanks for listening. Next time, Vochran and Sen prepare for Christmas. We'll also return to a time many years prior to the Japanese occupation of Nanking to discuss Minnie's efforts to keep Jinling College afloat when it was the Chinese nationalists who sought to remove foreign influence from their country in an event known as the Nanking Incident.